did a sound bath with intentions for our podcast episode today. Oh, thank you for so doing I that. So I put out the good vibes for us. Yeah. So it should go. Last time I did that, it went really well. So. <laughs> awesome. Hey, that's, I like that. I've, yeah. I've yet to do a sound bath. I, you need to explain. Uh, what, what, is, what is this? Yeah. What? So a sound bath is, well, I mean, they're different, I think, depending on what tools you use. I have crystal sound bath bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, which are like these big crystal bowls that are like crystallized sand or something. Whoa. And you like touch them and they make all these noises and they emit vibrations and frequencies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just got into it recently. Oh, okay. It's super nice. And I discovered it because I had started meditating and um, I was trying to find like what sounds or what would help me like medit like go into the meditative space mm-hmm. and i was trying all different things and i discovered that sound baths like really relaxed me and stuff so i got my own and it's nice so when i start to feel like overwhelmed or if i need to like set good intentions i'll just go and like ring it's my like little a ring. yeah that's all okay now okay but they have a do those bowls have a name? Is it like ringing bowls or sound, sound I, bowls? I or? think they're called sound bath bowls. Sound bath bowls. Okay, I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm not an expert in any way. I just was like, I like this. This makes me feel good. So I'm yeah. going to get it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've, seen, I've seen them in like some meditation practices. So Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, meditation's nice. Yeah. Let me say hi to everybody. Oh, please, 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 please. <laughs> my friends, welcome back to the Divine Experience podcast. Uh, my name is McKenna, and here I have Rudy Reynoso. Um, you also go by Rudy is Magic, right? Yeah, yeah. That's hashtag Rudy is Magic. Hashtag Rudy is Magic. <laughs> and yeah. um, he is a magician, so I'm like so excited today to talk about all of the stuff that you do. And, mm-hmm. and you also have your own podcast, so we should definitely dive into mm-hmm. that. Um, so thanks so much for coming. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for having me yeah. here. This is awesome. I'm, I'm excited so to stoked. be here. Yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. And we definitely were like doing some um, conversing and some working on microphones and stuff before this. So we've, we've gotten a little warmed up, I think. Yeah. We just had some really great conversations about Harry Potter. I haven't seen you in a billion years. <laughs> so let's minute. start there. Oh, my gosh. We went to college together. Yeah. And um, <sighs> you were president like student body president, right? Yeah, uh, crazy, crazy story. But yeah, I was the first Latino student body president of uh, University of North Texas. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, That's yeah. exciting. Shout out the people, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I think about one of the memories of, because I was um, president of my dorm hall at Clark mm-hmm. Hall at UNT. And we went to like, some sweet like at a football game and we were like oh the presidents are in the president's suite like we felt so badass oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the oh, day man. that was literally 10 years ago it's crazy thing about it yeah, yeah. 2012 13 one of those, one of those. Uh, that's so crazy <laughs> and we were just talking about how like you you experience so many lifetimes in your yeah. lifetime and how like we were just saying it, it feels like we got to press fast forward on seeing each other's growth because yeah. you mentioned like you have like brothers or like friends that you're around that you've watched them grow through certain phases and stuff but like we're kind of coming back and retouching like at these totally different points in our lives yeah. but what's funny is i feel like there obviously there's like a lot of things that we were doing before that have led into these journeys that we're on like i remember going to frat parties <laughs> and you're doing magic for all the drunk people <laughs> and they would just yeah. be like whoa like couldn't even fathom what you were doing and so i was so excited when i saw that you're still doing magic and you're totally killing it thank you and thank you. it's really amazing to see that that's been something that you've like continued to carry on and and be passionate about in your life which is so cool it's probably been the passion of my life i think and i actually go back and forth of thinking if it chose me or if I chose it, right? Oh, like, interesting. Like, uh, you know, when people have, have this idea of like a calling, yeah, that's probably the closest thing I, I see in my life is 
like called to do this yeah. or almost in some ways a responsibility to do it too. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah. It's like a duty. Like you're like, yeah. I need to be here to blow people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But, but also in the sense of, you know, I've dedicated at this point like thousands of hours to it to the point where it, there's almost like a need to share it. You know, when you yeah. work on something so hard and you're so passionate about it, like you want to share that with people. And so that, yeah. that's, that's what drives me to keep, keep doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that. I feel like like photography and and teaching people to love themselves is very much like a part of my calling and I I feel the same thing like I've experienced so much with it that like I have to give people the gift of also getting to experience yes. like what I've learned and stuff like that so I bet that you're like out there touching people's lives and blowing their minds and shit like all the time with your it's passion wild. it's crazy actually yesterday so if my, if my voice is a little hoarse today it's because I've been outperforming since Wednesday yeah, uh, so, Wednesday, so you Thursday. do live magic, like yes. on the streets. Like yeah. you're out there here in the streets, blowing <laughs> the shit streets. out of the water. <laughs> I run these streets, right? <laughs> you do. You run Rainy Street. Yeah. So Rainy Street in Austin, Texas. Most people know Sixth Street, which is a crazy, like several blocks that they they actually uh, block off on the weekends, and yeah. so that's like craziness. But there's another street. The, where the cool kids go yeah. uh, called Rainy Street and so it's one street and yeah I post up there um, I'm good friends with a couple of the bar owners, bar owners now so they just let me put like a little stand out there and that's a whole journey to get there but where I'm at at the moment now is I'm there on the weekends primarily uh, from about like 7 6 7 p.m. to almost like 2 30 3 a.m. Whoa, you're like really <laughs> out there in the streets. Oh my I, yeah, gosh. Yeah, I'm a little obsessive about it, but there's also there's of course like the tip reward, the monetary reward, but there's more so like the the technical magic and like the reaction of, of people. Yeah. That like yesterday I actually had someone, this was like blowing my mind. Uh, it blew my mind where he was walking by and he's like, "Wait, I I've, I've seen you before." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, yeah, you were like on YouTube or something. And I was like, what? That's so exciting. And uh, this guy was visiting from Ohio. What? Oh, my God, you're famous. <laughs> on a that level, that's yeah. That's so but... exciting. You're famous. You just but... got named. Like, that's officially First, like... I, like. It's been a minute. I was like, what? And yeah. so he, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I saw you like come up on like uh, on YouTube or something. It's like, show me a trick. And so, yeah, it was just a weird moment. Like, wow, like, this, this could actually reach more, more yeah, people. Yeah, you know? of course. And yeah. th I think that says so much about the age that we live in, like that you can reach so many people, not just in those like on, like in-person interactions, but mm -hmm. like online, you can reach like people all over the place oh, and yeah. they can be a huge fan of your work, which is like so yeah. exciting. Well, that's what also what you're creating here with the podcast too. I mean, like, you know, instead of having this conversation with everyone, you can have it once and then share it thousands millions of times yeah, yeah. i tr i would like to have a conversation with everyone and i try to but <laughs> there's only so many people you literally have time or like energy yeah. to be able to connect with so that was one of the reasons i started this was because i feel like i was having these super profound conversations and realizations with like my friends and my clients and i was like oh, so many people could benefit from knowing that they're not alone and feeling, you know, X, Y, and Z, or knowing that somebody else has had these experiences or, you know, hearing something that you learn that you're like, oh, wow, that could really affect like other people in a great way. And it sounds like you affect ton of, tons of people. The first question I have, actually, I have so many questions, but please, please, the yeah, first yeah. one is, do you find that throughout the night, since you just said you start at like six and end almost around two sometimes, it's like Austin is known for people going out and partying. So are you finding that people are getting like progressively more mind blown throughout the night as they're getting oh, more wow. under the influence? What a great question. What a great question and observation too. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a mental battle that you play. I have to play with myself because not everyone stops. You know, most people just walk by, 
But as the night goes on, mm-hmm. as people drink more and more, <laughs> they, they, people are more lit. Uh, they, uh, as the city gets litty. As the city gets litty, yes. I'm going to make that t-shirt. As the yes. city gets litty. Please do. Um, as the city gets litty, more people are open to magic. They're open to trying something new. And so, because, you know, it is a risk stopping to see a random person perform for you. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, you know, even is open to that. But you People know, can as, be so skeptical. Yeah, especially with magic. I've, yeah. I've seen it more so, and I don't, necessarily blame anyone for it but magic has such a low level of expectation let's say for most people that they think oh it's like a clown magician or or simple magic or something it makes my job easier because their expectations are so low that if i blow it out of the water then it's even more impressive right yeah but i still i'm very much a purist like i want to give the best show i can uh, to it and so even if people are drunk and going crazy i'm still trying to give them a good show you know (laughs) i think i've only experienced the majority of my experience because i haven't seen you Live in this decade. Oh, that, <laughs> Isn't wow. that crazy? That's crazy. Yo, and the fact that we can even say that. You can actually well. say it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But wow. I, I, last decade, um, yeah, when, yeah. when I was watching you when we were in college, it was pretty much solely for drunk people because, like, frat parties were like all the rage and parties were all the rage. And that's where oh, all the man. people were gathering. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and you had an entertainer spirit. So you would bring out the stuff and people would be like, off their heads like yeah. you know Lydia's a city <laughs> Hello, <Lydia. laughs> yes what a simile what a simile <laughs> um but I just think that's really fascinating and I wonder do you run into more challenges as they're because their minds may be going slower you know what I mean at times I think it comes down to temperament like yeah. personality right there will always be I'm not sure what the percentage is, but maybe 10 to 15% of people that really, really love magic and another 10 to 15 that are super skeptical or they want to figure it out, you know, almost like anti-magic in a sense, right? They're like, you're not going to get me, right? Yeah. And a lot of times ego gets involved. It's so rude. It's It's like one of my biggest pet peeves when somebody, especially when they're doing magic, um, you know, I've worked with like a lot of different kinds of performers Mm -hmm. and I've gotten the pleasure of getting to work with magicians and I just cannot stand when somebody is out to embarrass like their performer like that's so wild to me because i'm like why are you here like just don't enjoy the show then like if you're gonna try to like catch somebody you know like obviously it's a trick (laughs) they said do you want to see a trick you know but yeah that's interesting it's it's so fascinating because the the closest profession i can compare to be a comedian where comedians get hecklers as well so there's random people that go to comedy shows just trying to insult the comedian comedian right but the same thing happens with magicians right where You'll have people that for ego, for whatever reason may be, it's like, no, you're not going to fool me or I know how you did it, even if they have no idea, you know, with it. I almost, um, it's two things. One thing for me initially is like, it's always a good opportunity with them because they're actually the people that want to bet the most. And so so, so there's actually a financial incentive. I'll be like, you're like, try me. I'll be like, you know what? Hey, look, if I can, you know, 20 bucks, I can fool you. And they're like, sure, why not? You know, and almost always, you know, like I'll probably fool them. Yeah. Um, But to me, it's more so like, that's how I first started. But then, Above that, it's like, wow, I have an opportunity here to almost like convert someone, you know, like from, from a skeptic yeah. to an actual like, you know, that was really good. Because I, I can't tell you how many times now I've had people that start off so aggressive, they'll get the cards in my hands, they'll knock stuff over, you know, <laughs> and I make it a point. Oh, yeah, it's super disrespectful, um, yeah. especially like on the street, you yeah. dealing like drunk people, right? But that, that also has helped build my character, but also um, kind of meet people where they're at, you know, trying to like navigate that. And then it's it's so rewarding though when at the end they're like you know what, I was giving you a hard time man but 
yo, that, that was some crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? good. You broke them. <laughs> so I was a theater kid, so yes. I'm such a, a believer in the performing arts and just like really passionate about people like expressing their creativity through performance and stuff if that's something that they feel called to do. And mm -hmm. I feel like there's not enough magic in the world and like wonderment you know what i mean and stuff and so to have people like you out there just going like oh let me give this person like a little burst of drugs essentially oh, like yeah. brain drugs you know <laughs> and i think it's really healthy for society to like have that and i think as we continue to move into this like technological age it can sometimes create like a separation of like humans appreciating you know what we can do with our own hands you know what i mean or our mm -hmm. own minds and stuff and so like i think that's one of the reasons why i i feel a lot of passion for magic um i, I always grew up like watching it and have always like kind of really? been involved yeah, yeah i watched yeah. like uh penn and teller and david blaine and like chris angel and all of those shows growing up like i was super into Interesting. All that stuff. do you remember like did you ever have like a magic set growing up or anything like that my brothers did yeah. so i didn't have one but i would mess with theirs i just think it's amazing and i've always thought it was amazing growing up mm. and stuff and i'm such a fan of performers but i think magic itself is such a unique um mystical you know thing and yeah. there there seem to be like so many different elements to how you can create these little like bursts of brain drugs for people that, that's so well put yeah and I like, I like how you said where i try and do almost a form of street theater in a sense right like yeah because i'm trying not just to do a trick right i'm trying to actually invite them I, at the end of the day if this is like my like life motto now which i discovered was uh i think the fundamental unit of humanity is story Oh, that's beautiful. Right. Put that on put that on t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole t shirt line after <laughs> <Right>? this. <laughs> Lydia has a city, all that, all that. <laughs> Um where I think what I can offer people and when I give people along with like the crazy, you know, serotonin rush or whatever, yeah. dopamine rush, is I give them a story. Yeah. And so like yesterday there was um some there was a couple that they were together celebrating like one of the birthday, I think the um the girlfriend's birthday. And I just like, you know, did a trick where basically like their cards come together mm -hmm. and so it was like you know a little romance in the trick you know that's cute and they're like wow like it, it just their reaction like meant so much to them right and yeah. so i know like as they're walking away they're like wow like do you see when he did this and this like yeah they're gonna talk about that and, they, and since they have that card they're like this was a special day for us yeah you know? it's a memory and that's something that you can't really replicate like a video online can give you some sense of it but yeah. magic is one of those rare things that you really have to be in person yeah to fully feel it or fully experience it you know? for sure man that's beautiful the story thing that you said I love that because I feel like so much of our lives I have this fascination with like memory and memories mm -hmm. and creating memories and experiences and the reason I call the podcast the divine experience is because I believe in like us you know making the most out of this life experience that we're having and like really trying to like appreciate the divinity of it all and stuff and so much of our lives are made up of the stories that that they're just experiences we have yeah. that we get to recount or reshare or remember you know and you're you're having such a huge impact on people's like life experience and their stories and stuff and that's really incredible it's wild, it's wild. a crazy question too there is uh what happens when you lose part of your memory right oh so, god that's like right. a really huge fear of mine right. i i I dated a girl a couple of years ago where she had a, she has a condition where she doesn't have any like not like short term memory, but mm -hmm. like any new memory within like the last year or two mm -hmm. is a bit like fuzzy. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those interesting things like, wow, like 
the movie uh, Memento explores this as well. Christopher oh, Nolan. I watched it literally 10 years ago when we were in college. <laughs> <laughs> and it was when I first day. started smoking weed, so I do yeah. not remember it. So I should probably revisit that. Okay, okay. But yeah, the idea there is that that gentleman in that uh, movie has a similar thing where he can rem remember things from five, 10 years ago, mm. but what just happened, gone. And yeah. so it's like, who are you? if not for your memory, right? It's a really interesting question to explore. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I've had several concussions in my life, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, but I had one about four years ago that severely impacted my short-term memory and like my brain function, it felt like. Mm -hmm. um, I have this condition where I like pass out sometimes and stuff and I passed out in an airport and I hit the ground really hard with my head. And um, it just completely, like I was like very, very concussed for a while. And it freaked me out because I was having these strange experiences with my short-term memory where like I would put in um, an address in my map to drive somewhere and halfway through driving, I'd be like, I don't remember where I'm going. And like, I like couldn't remember oh, at wow. all. And it would freak me out where there was a time where I paid, shortly after the accident, I paid my tab, um, I went to lunch and then the waitress walked away and then she came back and I go, can I pay my tab, please? And she was like, you just paid it. And she looked at me like I was nuts. Like, oh, and it man. really my Whoa. stomach dropped because it was a really terrible yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, and I definitely noticed that, like, my memory has worked a little bit differently. I'm sure like that concussion was maybe a longer healing process and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely made me appreciate you know, the like memory and, and being oh, yeah. able to remember yeah. things and stuff like that. So wow, that's really yeah. fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like with memory, do you find that, and I'm sorry to keep going back to the point that there's drunk people, but I just keep no, yeah, thinking, yeah, no, I no, haven't no, no, yeah. been please. drunk in Austin a lot. Do you find that because people are sometimes under the influence that they're having a hard time following the trick because they're not remembering because they're so wavy or whatever yeah, I, I, so Zooted. Wavy. <laughs> Zooted like, that's what the kids are saying nowadays. i don't know i'm just saying words i've heard before in you know, rap what, songs what a zinger right like <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah so when when uh, people are zooted uh, <laughs> um i i consider myself a patient guy but sometimes oh man what a what a test of yeah. patience sometimes. We almost have to like walk people step by step. Okay, we're gonna take your card. Yeah. I'm gonna put it right here. What was your card? This is your card. Your card here? Yeah. Boom. And they're like, what? And it's still sometimes don't even get it. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, cause like I have ADHD and there's been times where I've seen tricks that I almost get like I was too overstimulated by something going on yeah. that I'm like, oh, I missed that first part or whatever because I so I can only imagine like doing that and then also like being zooted wavy oh, no, lit, wavy, litty, litty whatever <laughs> on top of that I'm already on rainy street so that so there are times where there are like three bands going on around me oh my gosh All how the, can you concentrate it is a challenge right like because there's of course I'm on the street everyone's walking they're going somewhere so mm -hmm. I have to initially interrupt whatever's happening right yeah on top of that there's music they're like having fun they're vibing mm -hmm. uh, and so i have to be able to break into that you know yeah and uh that's why the, the the show is structured i do a three trick show basically it's like it's like a like a three to four minute endeavor like it's pretty mm -hmm. short oh nice. Uh, because i can't especially because like the attention span is so short yeah as people like going places like you have to keep it short and simple mm -hmm. and impressive and yeah. so the first one is like a very quick visual thing right mm -hmm. and then it builds on top of that but mm -hmm. it's a thing where yeah it so many times people are like Oh, what happened? What? And I'm just like, bro, like, <laughs> you're you like, missed it. I did this whole thing for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I first started, um, 
Oh man, I was so, that's a whole thing. But like when I first started, I would do like full 15, 20 minute like shows for these people. Yeah. And at the end they'd be like, oh, that was cool. And they just like leave. What? Yeah, it, it can happen. It can oh happen. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how you first started. I'm very curious. Like, so yeah. I want to know where your very first interest for magic came from, like from the beginning. Okay. So it began with my father. Uh, my dad is not, not not even really an amateur magician, just kind of has it as a hobby, or I guess had it as a hobby, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we would go to the Dallas West End District where there was a magic shop, there's not one now, back in VHS days, and we would buy VHS tapes along with tricks. And this oh, is when wow. I was seven, eight years old. That's like where I guess, because that's where the oldest footage I have uh, of us, like performing for like uh -huh. family birthday parties. And I remember just, go, you know, watching these videos with him and walking through. There, there was a really simple trick where you take a cereal box, you like cut it open, right? So like open cereal box, you close it, and you reach in and you pull out like a handkerchief, right? And yeah. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. But it was just like, like a secret panel you put on, right? Oh, nice. And so it was my first introduction to, to magic, to performing, almost like engineering in a sense, right? Like constructing something as well. Uh, and so it came from my father. And then we did it for like a year or two and then kind of stopped. I was like, this is lame. <laughs> <laughs> were you like hitting puberty or something? I was getting to like 12. So like the yeah. big early stages you of that. You were getting to that age where you're like, I'm too cool for this shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, what? and at that time, I'd always seen uh, David Copperfield, like these really classical magicians mm -hmm. and huge things. But then, like you said, when David Blaine came on the scene mm -hmm. and I saw Street Magic, that was like the turning point. Yeah. Because I was like, whoa. Magic doesn't have to be these huge theatrical productions. They can be something like intimate, right? Like just between a couple of people on the on the street, and that was like, like kind of you know set the spark. Yeah, off. I love that. Do you did were you inspired other than the just the street performance element of it by by David Blaine's tricks? He's very intense, so that's why I asked. Like, <laughs> which <laughs> mad respect. I'm just very squeamish, so like I can't yeah. believe that I. I've always had such serious anxiety, so I can't believe I watched. And I remember watching it and feeling anxious as a kid, but like yeah. now as an adult, I like can't even look because I'm like, I can't watch <laughs> someone put something through their arm. Like it's, it's so like, crazy ah, to me. But like, did you yeah. find yourself inspired by the type of magic he was doing other than just the street performance aspect of yeah, it? Yeah, because obviously like, when you talk about Dave Lynn, you also have to talk about Chris Angel, too, because they yeah. came up like together, especially yeah. with like, the, the, the mind free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot. And they had like these very dark personas, like which I had like major crushes on, I think, oh, which I'll, yeah. I didn't realize they were crushes because I was like so young. But yeah. I was like, why am I so intrigued by this like bad boy? You know, yeah. I mean, they made magic sexy. At least Chris Angel they made did. magic sexy. Yeah. So shout yeah. out Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because Chris had more of like the crazier, like, like he could put like hooks in his back and like, like, do these, oh like, my God, that stuff. freaks me. Literally, I feel like I'm going to pass out just thinking okay. about that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But David Blaine, what I respected him a lot more and what he showed me was the mental endurance aspect of it. Yeah. Like how much the mind can take in uh, what we're capable of, right? Like, the one where like he's like in frozen in time, like he put an ice block around him for like thirty six something yeah, hours. Yeah, I remember that one. Sitting on top of like this pole in in like Central Park or something. Mm -hmm. um, the one where he's like inside like a sphere of water. Dude, for a I week. literally <laughs> can like visualize these as you're talking about right. them because I remember watching them and just being like so mind fucked. Oh, at what was iconic, going on. iconic. I mean, and at that point, it's more of a stunt, like endurance athlete yeah. aspect. He definitely does a lot of stunt work. Oh yeah, and so kind of in that. Like, yeah, his persona, I, was, I think when I first started out, I was like, you know, I was much more serious, much more like, yeah. you want to see a trick? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like trying to be all cool. Yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm much more me, I'd say. You mm -hmm. know, like I'm much more expressive, much more that. Like I would actually tone it down a lot more yeah. when I first started. 
because I wanted to be like David Blaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. sure it sounds like you let your personality show a lot more now. Yeah. So, try to yeah which like you have a very like friendly and warm like demeanor and stuff so i think that you know i i haven't been on rainy street and seen your thing but i i'm sure people gravitate towards that more than like an intimidating factor you know what i mean maybe like, you need to get lesson from chris and dress like all black and like chains and like super long hair and, like, was you mad? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. did you watch anyone else like okay so you mentioned david copperfield yeah did you watch like the statue of liberty thing or like yeah. what yeah, I, I watched all the classic ones um he had a movie so i watched like the movie he had oh i've uh, never seen the it's, movie. it's some sort of train ride i can't remember the name of it um, Penn and Teller, big influence yeah. as well. When I think of them, I always think like very vividly of they did like a bullet in the teeth yes. one. That's the one that always pops in my head when I think of a Penn bullet and Teller. Catch. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. remember like, whoa, like my brain <laughs> was exploding. He shot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just couldn't fathom it. That's so crazy. Have you ever seen them live or any of yeah. these guys live? Yeah. Uh, so actually, for New Year's, uh, me and my friends, we call ourselves the Flamingos because we so we stayed at the Flamingo Hotel oh, cute. in Vegas. <laughs> that's super Flamingos, cute. Right? So that's a little handshake. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, this kind of looks like a in a, a very Potter musical. They're like Slytherin, right? Oh. Like the, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Man, it's been so long since I watched it, but I remember when I first discovered it, I was so thrilled to have more Harry Potter content. Oh, yes, I was like, yeah. something else Harry Potter yeah. I can consume. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so during that week in New Year's, uh, sorry, in Vegas during New Year's, saw Chris Angel, saw um, Copperfield, and saw uh, Penn and & Teller. And that was recently? That, that was this this. New Year's. Oh, nice. Yeah. So okay, so then year, you must have yeah. seen, because I saw um, Copperfield show recently in the last couple of years, and he had some stuff that, like, blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give any spoilers yeah, or yeah. anything, but, like, I was very, like, there was just stuff that I was like, how the fuck? Like, there's yeah. no way. Like, that just happened right before my eyeballs. No, it's like, insane. So crazy. That's why he's, I mean, it's insane it really is crazy, especially Copperfield, right? Mm -hmm. This guy, who he, he doesn't by any means have to do magic at all now. Like, no, he's like, he's, he could straight be chilling. Oh, like. yeah. He's, he's, he's a billionaire. He's yeah. the richest magician. He owns like all these islands like Obama and Oprah like vacation at. <laughs> and yet he is still, I believe, the, the most performing magician. Wow. Like, he performs something like 500 shows a year. So he performs <sighs> twice every day, I think, except Sundays. Not like his his work ethic. That's pure passion. Is insane. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, wow. Like I, you know, some magicians are like, oh, like his magic's not modern enough. Sometimes, like within the magic community, sometimes like, bro, like just give the man his props. Like, yeah, so much respect. Don't be a hater. He's outworking <laughs> everyone, and yeah. he's like sixty something. Yeah, he's still that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's yeah. got to be passion at that point if you don't mm. have to do it and you're doing it that much just because you love it. Yeah. Like, and I wonder if that comes from, you know. A love of magic, a love of like the the brain explosions you give people, like a combination. Yeah, or a contract too. Or, or a contract, <laughs> or a lot of money. Yeah, that's <laughs> Because it. clearly that's, that's doing well for him. So. Right, right. <laughs> that's amazing. Man. And then more recently, I've been inspired by, of course, Jen Lim. He won uh, AGT and AGT the Champions thing. Um, and then also uh, the one I'm trying to actually get a model like my show after mm -hmm. is uh, a magician named Steve Cohen. Mm -hmm. So he's named the millionaire's magician in New Year's, uh, sorry, in New York, New York, and he does magic for like the one percent. He's like oh, the, the millionaire's magician, fancy. so he's he's performed for like almost all the big celebrities, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, like all these like wow. high ticket people. A ticket to his show is like 
starts at like 250 like one like it's wow. it's expensive yeah but his magic is like spot on it's like, top notch yeah interesting yeah. i have not heard of him or maybe i have but i ha I definitely haven't seen him i don't think he's much more low-key like you almost have to be like in that well i'm not in the one percent <laughs> so i probably don't know <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'm> yet, just... <laughs> yet, yet, yet. Um, one day i'm gonna call you up and be like you'll never guess who i'm watching right now <laughs> i'm sitting on just bank rolls like just like just like Ballin, yeah. ballin. Uh, but I would love to do something in that style, like in Austin. Like, because okay. uh, right now, obviously, I do, I do the street magic performance, yeah. and just because of the amount of people I perform for, mm -hmm. I get hired for different events from there. So that's like that's, the, amazing. that's the main. So do you get like you get recognized by people who hire you, or like other people are watching you perform for people and hire you, or like how are you getting? What what's bringing you these opportunities to, yes. to get other things? Okay, all the things. <laughs> all yeah, the things, all the yeah. Things. Just pure exposure is just getting. You. Yeah. So in part, like, <laughs> one of, I've, I have a friend who says I'm becoming an institution on, oh, on Rainy Street, right? How like, fancy! Because now it's a thing where because I'm out there all the time, people are always like, oh, like that's a magician on Rainy. Like you're the magician. You're yeah, the magic guy. You're right? the guy. Uh, which reminds me again when I was at UNT. The whole first year, and this is when I was like really into magic. It's it's like a wave, you know. Yeah. Um, it was a spike when I just got uh, freshman year into UNT. I remember making it like a goal to perform for ten people every day. Oh, and so I would like neat. go out and I would sit with random people during lunchtime and just yeah I was gonna ask if you would just go on campus like and just like break it out yeah, wow. yeah I would just go I would go into like different dorms and be like yo you want to see some magic and everyone's you know college like they're like yeah sure why yeah not? you know of course. they're down and so. Honestly, I think that helped, like, just people just to recognize me to, like, later become president, I guess. Yeah, you know, just people, yeah. people knew me. But um, for me, like, that, it's, it's just, it's such a gift because it's kind of mixes in with, like, sales as well. But, like, with magic, you're dealing with all types of people. And so you have to be able to find out, okay, how do I, not just, like, how do I amaze this person, but how do I best connect with them? Like, mm. you know, because there's one level there, but how do I best, how do, it's like the same trick, but how do I, adjust this trick for you yeah you, know? you have to like customize it almost yeah. for their personality or something mm -hmm. you ever find like that there's people that you started to do a trick for that you don't connect with at all and you're like oh shit like or do you always find something that you can kind of relate to with them yeah i think it's it's rare if i can't relate to someone yeah on that's some a level. talent yeah that's really amazing talent maybe skill <laughs> it's been built upon yeah. like for a long time you know yeah um but it is a thing where very rarely do I get so unless if someone is like really busy or doesn't want to see it, like because yeah. then magic is like a weird line too, where some people are just either really really religious or superstitious. That's and true. They almost are like. Do people ever think you have like dark powers or something? Oh yeah, and get yeah. Freaked out? Oh yeah, I remember, I remember distinctly uh, being like thirteen or fourteen, and my grandmother came to visit from Mexico. It was like I come from from a very religious background, and. You know, she's like the matriarch, and so she's like, "What are you doing?" Like in Spanish, right? Like, "What are you doing?" Like, this is devil's work. Oh, like, you no. know, like, and I had to like walk her through, like, "No, this is what I'm doing." But till this day, like, she doesn't really vibe with yeah. it. <laughs> like, even though it is, you know, sleight of hand, it still has that. Excuse me, that like overshadowing, super paranormal, right. supernatural. Yeah, you know, I was raised in like a, a very hyper religious environment, and you know, we were talking about Harry Potter a few minutes ago before mm -hmm. we started. Um, and I was like such a huge Harry Potter fan and my there was a, a period of time where I wasn't allowed to consume any of the content because one of my dad's friends who was also like very indoctrinated into you oh, know wow. certain kind of mindsets 
um, had come to visit and saw that I had like a Harry Potter collage in my room and was like, she's practicing witchcraft. Like she's doing devil wow. worship. JK Rowling is a devil worshiper. So these books are like secretly leading her to Satan or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. um, I, it was like a really big discussion slash it really wasn't a discussion. It was them telling me like, you don't get yeah. to do this until we can thoroughly research this and make sure that there's not like darkness here. You know what wow. I mean? And I, I wondered, also with Harry Potter and stuff, because you said you're a big fan. Yeah. Um, did you find that anything with that fictional world had to do with your inspiration for why you <laughs> wanted course. to get into magic? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, of course. No, I, and this is also, um, I, you know, fun facts about Rudy. I really thought I was Harry Potter growing up. That's amazing. <laughs> because because my age lined up with him in the books. Oh, yes. So as he oh, was... Oh, you're so lucky. I was a couple years younger. Yes. So that's very cool. Crazy. Like, as he was like 12, I was 12, like 13. Whoa. I was like, what, what? And, you're uh, like, right? it's me. I'm the chosen yeah, one. I'm the chosen one. And, and back in the day, I had a... I've always had like black hair, so it was like kind of you know messy. And yeah, he's like he's like jet yeah. black, you know, rent, you know, messy you ever hair. Throw on the glasses. So I had glasses. Like, oh, you did. So have glasses, I had glasses I for the longest time. Yeah. yeah. So and at, during that time, I had like the rounded glasses. Oh my god, you're literally Harry. And I did magic. And I did magic. So they're like, you are Harry. Like I would just be called Harry Potter all the time. And I was like, I just need the green eyes. Just give me the green yeah. eyes. Um, oh wow. And so That's yeah, so, so it, it like worked there until eventually in college I got LASIK and so right. But but I really did think I was like, man, like I'm, I'm the chosen one. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me like extra excited that you were inspired by Harry Potter just because I love Harry Potter so oh, yeah, much. Yeah. So that like and. I wonder sometimes if that's why I always had an affinity for magic and appreciation for it too growing mm. up because I I loved I mean I think I think I was watching those shows of like you know these famous magicians that were on television stuff before I discovered the books but I discovered the books when I was about nine um, so like that timeline's a little fuzzy because it was like all yeah. around that time that I was like consuming all that kind of entertainment but I definitely think that like I have reasons I love magic has probably to do with some of the appreciation for the magical world of Harry Potter and like the ideas behind, you know, yeah. creating these like visual illusions and it goes things like hand like in that. hand. Right. Yeah. 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 I just love mystical shit. I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> that's yeah. And it's crazy to be able to, to like do that. Or the illusion that you can do that, you know, like, that's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you, you were practicing with your dad when you were young mm -hmm. and that's where you got inspiration from. And then were you doing it like in junior high and high school for your peers? Yeah. So let's see. So there's like a gap. So like, it was like seven, eight years old, did it in a break. Mm -hmm. Then I was like 12, got back into it. And when I got back into it, like I got back into it. Like it was three or four hours of like practice every day. Wow. I used to joke where I would, I would say like, uh, friends would make fun of me. Like, bro, you spend more time in front of mirrors and girls. Because I was like, <laughs> I would just be there like. Like out, like every angle, I repeat the same yeah. move. You're over like, and it's over. so I can impress the girls. Like. Right, right. It's like, bro, you don't know. You yeah, don't know. yeah. Like, You're like, there's a game plan here. <laughs> game plan. Um, yeah, and so just a lot of practice. Got obsessive about it, and I remember showing it to my friends. Well, first to my family, like just my brother, my brother uh, Eddie that I do that um, with the podcast with. Like he is like the knowledge of all magic because like he's seen me perform and, and work on tricks and evolve and all this so he has like the the know-how was he like your guinea pig for all like experiments <laughs> with the, yeah. like tricks you wanted to do that you weren't ready to show oh, people yet and yeah stuff. him and my mom and like my my parents like i would always be like sit down for a second let me show you something yeah. right and, you know and, like, and eventually i had to like you know lay off it but like yeah, <laughs> i would just that, stop them that, all that the time like they were supportive oh, like yeah. to be able to watch you and stuff that's really awesome yeah no that that was a 
so lucky to have them even be down for that and like giving me their time and their attention yeah. to do it. Yeah. Did they and ever then, give you input on things? Like Yeah, all the time. My my brother Eddie most more than any, anyone else because he especially now, like if I can fool him now, then I know the trick is ready. Oh, that's good. Type thing because he he knows all the different points of it, you know. Yeah. Um and then my friends eventually got tired of it. At first like, <laughs> oh this is cool and they like stop doing magic. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know? and then uh, this is around maybe junior high. Yeah, so seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, I then started doing it at school mm -hmm. and that was a big jump because I started getting in trouble <laughs> for it. Why? During lunch, I would do magic and, you know, like everyone's like, you know, teenagers, so like all like crowd around. You were a distraction. Distraction. I was a, I was a naughty boy. Um, and the people there, like the coaches and like the teachers thought there was a fight going on. Because people oh, will hear, yeah, Whoa, like, yeah. What? Like, and there'd right? be like groups of people, groups of people, yeah. they're like throwing chairs around, running around. They're like, "What is happening? Who's causing this?" <laughs> Getting mayhem? their minds just <laughs> fucked up by little Rudy. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just like, "What?" Like, especially at that age, you're like, "What is happening?" Right? Yeah. Um, and thinking back now, that's so crazy. Like at that age, that was happening. And I remember going to the like principals, like the, like in trouble. They're like, "You got to stop doing this. You, you're yeah. like gambling." They thought it was gambling. And I was like, "No, like I'm doing this." Eventually, I had a teacher, Mr. Hutton, who was like very supportive of it, and like he basically like allowed me to do it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of class and stuff, so that oh, so that's shout out to him. But yeah, shout. What's his name, Mr. Hutton? Mr. Hutton. Shout uh, out to you, Mr. Hutton, yeah, for helping around, yeah. kids realize their dreams and yeah. encouraging. Shout that. out. <laughs> and yeah, it was during those years that I, that I became known as like the magic kid, you know, and yeah. it just continued all throughout throughout high school. In high school, did you find that it helped you pick up chicks? I think it's always helped. Yeah. <laughs> They're very intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and because uh, originally, I guess I've always been, I guess I always consider myself the coolest nerd, <laughs> right? Like, I have a very nerdy personality, but because I was able to kind of accept that nerdiness and be like proud of it, because um, magic, we think that's a really nerdy thing. It's like, yeah. what? You're just messing with like cards and stuff, like yeah. coins and what is this, right? But what's so cool is that I, or the, the, what helped me a lot was that I would always do it to the cool kids first. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the cool kids table, do magic for them. Like, oh, you're cool, Rudy. Let's go. You, know, you, know? <laughs> yeah. you like knew who to get in with. Right. That's smart. And so after, you know, if I can impress them and like impress like the quarterbacks and like, you know, the, yeah. the jocks. Then of the, the girls uh, will think you're And they're cool. like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. Right? So, That's so you know, funny. Young Rudy. <laughs> do you do any tricks now that you did back then in that time? Or is it like all new? Oh, good different, question. Developed good question. shit. There are a few tricks I do exactly the same, mm -hmm. but they're essentially the same trick, but like upgraded, right? Oh, uh, nice. Right? It's so like evolved. It's, yeah, it's like tricks that started then, like have just built and built and built to, to now and, and like modified and taken like a life of their own. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Do you have any favorites from back then? There was one I used to do, um, which I haven't just like functionally, I can't really do on the street. Yeah. It's the car through window. Classic trick. Dave Blaine did it as well, where you get someone to sign a card. And I remember doing it um, for my other teacher, Mr. Whiteman. Shout out, Mr. Whiteman. Shout out. <laughs> he, uh, I remember doing it. I, I guess we were like on some type of break or something for that day. And he signed a card. And then I got it, shuffled it back up. And I threw it at the door. And so the door is like that little cutout window. Mm. And the card ends up on the other side. Wow. It, right? And to this day, like he, because I saw him, uh, I think last year, middle of last year. Uh, ran into him. Uh, he pulled out his wallet, and he still had that card. That's beautiful. And I was like, "Whoa!" Like oh that—that that is one of those like just like what do you do with that? You know? That's what I'm saying. You're <laughs> impacting people's lives with like these little moments that like, I hope so, and you do you know? so many of them, and then like somebody's gonna carry around a card forever like, or whatever. Like, yeah, that's incredible. So it makes it 
that it's moments like that that make all like the practice like worthwhile yeah, yeah for sure so do you remember the first time you got the feeling of like when you did a trick right and it blew someone's mind like what that felt like i it's hard to pinpoint exactly when you were but, so young but i do have um a memory that's like one of the first ones which mm -hmm. is i remember the first time i street performed mm -hmm. so the first time it wasn't like at a school or like for friends i think i was like it was like maybe six months seven months into it 12 or 13 uh my family and i went to herman baker park just a local park in sherman and i remember seeing a couple sitting on the bench back when people used to go outside and you know just hang out <laughs> and go <laughs> what, for walks. what does that even mean now what? Like... <laughs> what? let's go for a walk what <laughs> This couple is chilling by the by the park or at a bench, and oh man, this was like the most nerve wracking thing, right? Like the the anxiety, the the your heart double, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like hesitation, like should I go, should I not? Like, but I want to do it, but David Blaine did it, but I'm, you know, can I be like him? Yeah. And I remember walking up and like, oh man, I was like sweating and like, hey, want to do a trick? And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, mm, you know, hey, do you want to see a trick? And he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> More confused than anything else, you know? Yeah. I do a couple tricks for them, and the guy's like, oh, not bad. That was good. Keep it yeah. up, kid. And he gives me five bucks. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, I want to do this every day. Like yeah. And so I, and I remember um, I remember his first name was Brian. I don't remember um, his girlfriend's name. Then a year later, I'm at La Mesa, which is like a restaurant in Sherman, and I'm doing church with my family, just like family and cousins are mm -hmm. there. And then a guy turns around, he's like, hey, is that Rudy? And it's Brian now with no, his. I just got chills. Now with his fiance. What? Let's go. That That's was, amazing. Yeah. So now his girl, his uh, then girlfriend, now fiance, do some more tricks for him. He's like, bro, that was really good. Here's twenty bucks. Oh my and god. I was like, what? Inflation. Inflation, right? <laughs> Inflation, right? right? <laughs> and so like, you know, the way I'm waiting, I'm still waiting for to meet him a third time, hopefully with his now wife. Yeah. Maybe her, he'll see this. Maybe. Wouldn't yeah. that be crazy? Where's my $100 tip, man? Come on, Brian. <laughs> First five, then 20, then 100. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember, um, yeah, just that feeling of of that that memory and and what it meant to me like oh i can actually do this you know yeah. like, like this, this, this could happen because honestly i don't know had that first interaction been negative this whole thing could have been derailed yeah because you know? it, it would take a, a minute to <laughs> yeah to, to recover yeah. from that i i have been um trying the dancing cane which okay i've like that illusion the first time i saw it like was so I was like, that's like Harry Potter magic. Like, that's crazy. Right, where like the wand basically yeah. felt, like, kind of floats it around you. It just looks and... so real. And yeah. so I, I got my own like little set, but I don't practice enough for me to be good at it. And I, I'm not good at it enough to ever do it for anybody. But in my mind, one day I'll be really good at just it. Just keep practicing. <laughs> Takes time. Takes time. Yeah. Takes time. Yeah. Uh, is there uh -huh. anything that you've seen that like really fooled you? That you've just been like, oh, that you, yeah. just like lives in the back of your mind? Yeah, there's um, there's a lot. Like, obviously now it's even more impressive now because, you know, I'm by no means am like a savant when it comes to magic knowledge, but you know, we've done it for a minute, so I have a good idea of what it could be. Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't really ruining it, but I remember seeing Chris Angel this mm -hmm. past time, right? He did this effect where he brings people up on stage, and he goes through a woman's purse, and one by one, he's doing. There's a certain term for this where you you can read a person's personality by what like objects they have 
and so he's like okay he pulls out like like a hairbrush okay he pulls out like a pencil okay like and he's saying oh you're like an organized person like you probably you know wake up in the mornings early or like um you probably like, like coffee like whatever you know like just trying to guess personality traits off of it mm -hmm. he goes through the whole thing and she's like oh you know got some things right some things wrong puts them back inside he's like here your purse oh by the way you want to check it one more time and she drops it and a huge snake is in the purse. Whoa! <laughs> what? And uh, yeah, so that's one of those like, wow, like how uh, the fuck did you get a snake in there? Yeah, like, especially after emptying it. Like, I have some yeah. ideas how it could go, but it's still. It was. I just remember that that particular moment. Like, wow, like this is this is a really good trick. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's so great to feel that again. You know, like wow, like wow. You know, it's such a cool feeling that oh, I yeah. think. I'm very much addicted to like little brain explosions. Like yeah. I actually got into a really dangerous conspiracy theory phase a few years ago because okay. I was like, oh, brain explosions. And then I was like, this is very dangerous. <laughs> what rabbit hole are we going down, Oh right? my God, like... it was, it's such a fast one too. It just sucks you in. Like, it's really fast. Um, but Yo. that's like why I love performance art and, and yeah. also magic because there's just these like, wow, how on earth? Did they do yeah. that, you know, moment that's just really amazing. It's crazy. I mean, there's, there's this concept as well. A lot of people think that magic happens in front of you. Like, it's like, what, mm -hmm. what's going on? But really, magic is in your mind. You know, at the end of the day, it's what, is the per what does the person think happened? Oh, you know? Because cool. this will happen a lot where I'll do two different tricks. Like, I'll have one card signed, and I rip it up and put it back together. I have another one where, let's say, the card disappears and re reappears in your pocket. People will misremember it as one trick oh. they'll tell they'll, this kind of goes like yeah. with the, the story element they're like oh yeah this magician like took a card he ripped it up and like it reappeared all together in my pocket you know yeah like even i can't do that trick yeah. <laughs> you know? and this happens to a lot of magicians where they'll talk about how people misremember things as like a, yeah. a bigger thing sometimes are you like pretty plugged into a community where you have like other magician friends you talk to or is it mostly like a solo journey it's been a solo journey for like 20 something years which yeah. is you know weird um but thankfully, in moving to Austin, I finally made, I made another good friend who also does street magic. So we help each other out. And then there's about four or five other magicians that we've, like, connected with. Yeah. A little magician's guild. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Our own little Hogwarts. A bunch of wizards. <laughs> wizards of Waverly Place. Um, <laughs> wizards of Rainy Street. <laughs> Rainy Street, right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we get together and just talk magic. We exchange ideas. Cause, and I'm so thankful that, that we actually, like, collaborate. Because magic is so... Especially because it's so secretive. There's a lot of like, ego involved sometimes. Yeah. Like it's like just you know, just in, in, you know, let's boost the whole yeah. art form. You know, do y'all perform together? Uh, that's something we're trying to think about. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so myself and James, he's another magician. He's actually on Rainy Street as well. Mm -hmm. He was actually the inspiration for me performing uh, like street magic because mm -hmm. I'd done it before in like Denton, just like around uh, when I've traveled. Also, just going to random people doing magic, but just like for the love of it. You know, yeah, yeah. But not actually having like a, like a booth, like a stand, and actually learning how to draw people in and, mm -hmm. and do the whole the whole process mm -hmm. yeah man i want to come down to austin yeah see you, you gotta come sometime. check it out you gotta come check it out last time yeah. i was there i didn't i had no idea that you were doing all this or i definitely would have come and seen it but i'll be i'm down there shooting every once in a while yeah. so i'll definitely have to come down and there watch. oh man there's some nights like for me i just i'd love i just love magic overall right and so with james like for example because of my video background i uh i was like well why not put ring lights by the table 
the mm. performance of the night. Mm -hmm. And so I like added ring lights and I was like, James, get ring lights. He's like, bro, yes. And so because <laughs> like, he, he would just do magic from like, you know, four to like till it's dark. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, well, if you just put lights, you can go longer. Right. Yeah. And then um, efficiency. Efficiency. Yeah. I also had my brother, Eddie, come down and film originally because I was like, you know, how, how am I going to blow up on TikTok and stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you have TikTok? I do. I do. What's your TikTok? Uh, uh, at Rudy is magic. Oh, yeah. Rudy is magic. Okay. YouTube, I can't wait to Instagram, TikTok. Um, still kind of figure out the format of it. Yeah. Because um, we had, he would originally come down and film, because you have all the film equipment. Yeah. He would come down and film, but it would take so much time out of his schedule as well. Yeah. We figured out a way to do it where I have a 360 camera. Mm -hmm. So it's a camera that has a, a lens on both sides and it films all around. Oh, wow. It's like, it's crazy. I'm That's like, amazing. I want to see your setup. That's oh, it's, really cool. I, I'm pretty obsessive about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I go into it. But basically, that camera records all around. Yeah. And so now I just hit record, I do my thing. Then later on the editing software, I can actually point the camera where I want to. Wow. So it gives the illusion as if someone's filming it, but it's just the camera's like stable the I whole time. I would be fascinated to see that because, like, you know, I mean, we were just talking about camera work and all yeah. that kind of stuff with the setup. And like, I, I'm learning so much by seeing different people do different things. I had no idea you could even do something like oh, that. It's, like, oh, it's, so it's cool. wild. It's wild. It's wild. Wow. <laughs> so it really helps that you're into the technology stuff because you're yep. able to like record. You know, accordingly. Accordingly. <laughs> Record accordingly. Whoa. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Another t shirt. Another t shirt. Another t shirt. I'm telling you, we got this t shirt company. Um, yeah, because I feel in anything, right? Like, I, I can I believe you can attest to this. Once you learn, okay, take another step back. Yeah. There's a great quote called, Once you see the way in one thing, you see the way in all things. Oh. Yeah. Right. Mic drop. Mic drop. I love it. But I can imagine, you know, your experience with photography. Mm -hmm. I mean, even like with traveling, like like these different insights you get in different areas of life spill over to other For other sure. aspects, right? Yeah. And so to me, I was very fortunate that, yeah, with video, audio stuff, like every week I'm trying to fix different things with the stand. I'm trying to, how can I make this happen? And the challenge is too, like it's windy on rainy street. So originally I had like these really unstable tripods. So the lights would fall. Oh no. So I had to like build new tripods. I had to put like, then I figured out how to put signs on it. Um, the camera set up, how to best be efficient about it as yeah. well. How to, uh, there was a point where I was bringing over like three huge lights. I was, I was going wow. overboard and I was like, this is, this is too much. <laughs> so it's also like simplifying simplify it. it. Yeah. Simplify it. You know, I'm just always revising. But it, at least you tried. Like you got oh, to experiment yeah. with different things to figure out what you like. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I keep skipping around, but like, so Please. you high school to college. Yeah. You took it to college. You went around to different campuses and things like that and did it there. How did you get from there to doing rainy street and performing like what's the journey there right okay so college is where i realized that magic could be yeah like like a business like a side hustle mm -hmm. like it could be another source of income right were you making were you making any money in college by showing people stuff some i, mean... I actually still have uh i have a high school scrapbook uh you know collection of random things yeah and i actually have the first check i was ever paid from magic it was from oh. austin college of all things yeah ah. i did look at like 75 dollars was like the magic show that's amazing <laughs> so it's crazy to still have that but in, in college um is when people like outside i of like the university because i did magic for unt but then eventually like real estate companies and different people reached out mm -hmm. and i started doing magic for them mm -hmm. and i was like whoa like okay there's like a whole nother thing and so it wasn't like a huge deal because obviously there's a lot going on <laughs> you know I, that's like its own world being mm -hmm. at, at university um, but I did like, I was busy maybe like once or twice every other month I would do like a show or something, you know, mm -hmm. then after college ends, um, and this is where it goes all over the place. There's a bunch of different things, but th the through line, at least magic wise, that always kept going. 
just doing things for weddings, private parties, um, corporate events, Zoom mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and and yeah, like just a bunch of different like companies really. Like it's, it was more corporate, so to speak. Yeah. But with the corporate thing, I guess I've done that for the past 10 years more or less, like corporate magic. There is a limiting factor because it's it, it's a you have to have a very set structure. Like okay, you have a thirty minute show, you have a fifteen minute show, and a forty five minute show, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have to adapt it to whatever goes on. But now, especially with like the rise of social media, with TikTok and Instagram and all this, I'm like, well, what I really want to do is I would love to be able to transition that love of magic online to hopefully build enough of a following to eventually go on tour. Like like I want I want to go and you know show this to more people. Yes. You know, you know? Oh, I can't wait till you tour. So well, on the road to a million, we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. So it's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh! So, do you remember your first night doing the rainy street thing, and were you nervous? Whew. Okay, yeah. So I'm a very like analytical person, so I looked up all the laws on like street performing, on yeah. permits, on like I was like, I do not want to get arrested. Yeah, yeah. Good um, call. Yeah. I wouldn't even think to do something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go put it down. I like not? skip the instructions and just try it and see what happens Let's first, and, and then have massive anxiety the whole time when I realize I could be doing something bad. <laughs> Live dangerously, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Uh, so I research and everything. Austin's actually very like open to street performers as long as you don't have like an amplifier and like you're playing like super loud music they're pretty pretty lax on it yeah and uh yeah i saw james perform on south congress street another like kind of touristy area it's where the very famous i love you so much oh yeah that's I've where seen that. that's where that's at yeah. right? and so he would perform during, during the day over there song was like that was awesome and then you know we talked about it and he's like hey you should street perform i was like well i'll give it a shot thought about it thought about it thought about it Eventually, I was like, okay, let's do it. And I can show you the picture later on, but yeah. I have the photo of the first night I was ever out there. Oh, man, it was so nerve-wracking. Uh, it was, I don't remember the exact date, but it was like late February um, of this year. And I remember driving around Rainy Street like five, six times, just like, first is trying to find like, you know, can I spot a good location? Yeah, where am I going to be okay? Where, where is someone going to you know, mess with me or whatever? Eventually, parking and like, you know, we just got to do this. I remember like being parked in the car, having all my stuff ready. I'm like... All right, here we go, and we yeah. just and just go, you know. And then I set up, and yeah, I just started, you know, just kind of waiting there. And so many errors, right? So many things that you learn. Like I didn't have a microphone, I didn't have like a Venmo thing, I had like a tip bucket type thing, you yeah. know. And I had just written on a on a sign, "Free Magic Show," and just like put it on a on a piano stand. That's nice. And yeah, just went out there and had this like one ring light and just performed. And that night, I think I made like. 70 bucks or something like that yeah and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah you're like oh wait people will pay money for talent like yeah. that's amazing like, what um if anything especially and then it's just built since then right but it's made me so much more grateful so much more appreciative and so much more conscientious oh what a good word yeah um of tipping right of yeah being grateful or you know expressing that gratitude the gratuity as i would say yeah and how meaningful it is um because yeah i was like you know like it's just a nice, it's a nice extra for me, but it's crazy to see how grateful some people can be. Yeah. Um, there are times when people will tip a hundred dollars and that to me oh. is like the ultimate, like, wow. Like, yeah. like, I'm just like, let me just do all the magic for yeah, you. Yeah. You know? like, you're uh, like, I want to give you all the brain drugs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and just what it means to people, you know, th yeah. that, they, that it means so much to them that they're willing to stop to see a random person perform and then actually give them money because of it. You're you know, making them feel something. And I think that that's really, really valuable, especially like as we move forward and rely so much 
as I mentioned earlier on like technology and things like yeah. that, that like we just get so stuck in these loops. And when another human can make you feel something and it's joy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. Like that's an incredible gift to give people. That's, man, that's that's true. That's yeah, no, no, for real, for real. it is. Yeah, no, I mean, real. I just think that like that's what I, I have such such an appreciation for the performing arts because like you're just you're stirring up feelings and you're stirring up like reactions in people that like are healthy you know what i mean it's yeah. not like we watch so many movies and they make us feel sad things or anxious things or angry things but when somebody like in real life goes like hey let me blow your mind for a minute i mean that's like a really amazing thing to do for people yeah you said it so well because in a movie you almost have to have that hour that two hour mm -hmm. to have that effect right you mm -hmm. get those emotions along the way right yeah um with a song even you'll get you know, really emotional connection or, you know, really mm -hmm. like pumped up. Mm -hmm. Magic, at least, especially street magic, it's designed to be like, yeah, like short snippets of brain drugs, right? Like yeah. it has to break through uh, whatever's going on. Because um, I've had people that, yeah, they have, they're having great days, having bad days, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for that moment, they almost become like a kid again, you know? Yeah. And especially today, when you can Google something so easily. Yeah. You know, we're almost like burdened by knowledge where mm -hmm. we forget that, Oh yeah, you know this 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 whole thing's like a play. Like we're supposed to have fun with this. A you know? sense of wonder is often lost these days. I think, yes. and I think that's what you know, magicians and street performers and and just people who have something to offer that gives you joy, even if it's momentary, mm -hmm. is it, it's such a unique gift because like it just takes so much investment of emotion and time to feel things in other ways and then yeah. like you're just like here like let me you're like a fairy that's like have some joy have some <laughs> joy you wizard, have some joy fairy, fairy or a wizard sorry fairy works well, sure. way more masculine and cool <laughs> yeah I'm no, I'm no fairy bro <laughs> i would just imagine you like sprinkling joy on people yeah. on rainy street like yeah. magic dust just yeah. like right? <laughs> you're so right i mean yeah like every every art form does that in some mm -hmm. way right it's supposed to elicit some sort of reaction or, or you know emotional response yeah. um and that's why i feel such such a like responsibility such a duty to it you know mm -hmm. especially being there so often where i've had people now that come back and they bring their friends They're like oh like you blew my mind blow this person's yeah. mind you know and it's it's so interesting now what i'm seeing as well which i've seen it through videos but uh so where i set up is right in front of a bar called eisenhower's and mm -hmm. i know the people there and uh, yesterday it was the first time i actually had them stand like they were just like watching the show like there's such a weird joy of watching people get their brain, their brains blown. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, just like mind blown. Like, yeah. and it's like a funny satisfaction of like almost like vicariously, you know, feeling that. Like, yeah. Because one person, it's one thing to have yourself like amazed or surprised, but then yeah. you have someone else who's seeing it happen. It's like whoa, and they're just enjoying not even the, the magic, just the people you know reacting. And so yeah, it, it is very interesting. I think it's therapeutic. I mean, I think. I I am I have a very like hyper stimulated mind mm -hmm. and I will find at times that it's hard for me to not always be thinking about all these other things that my brain will obsess over or be hyper focused on yeah. and magic is one of those things that when I'm watching it like everything else goes away and I find that very therapeutic for the type of like brain power that I have. I feel the same way about escape rooms. Like I love escape rooms. Oh. Have you ever done one? I have once. I have once. Oh man, yeah. you got to do more. I'm like addicted. I've done oh, like okay. over eighty escape rooms. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's an obsession. That's an obsession. That's, we need to talk about that. <laughs> it's my <No>. therapy. <laughs> but okay, let me ask you then. So, I'm gonna guess. Do you, is it because of almost like the pressure? Because they're almost always timed, right? Well, that's funny. I actually am not. I'm not a good test taker, and I don't like being timed. It's more like. 
the world. Uh, I think it's that I, I I'm I have a brain that wants to problem solve all the time, mm-hmm. and because of that, I will my anxiety will focus on the things in my life that I need to problem solve, even if there's not a problem that needs to be solved. I'll like almost create one so that I can have something <laughs> okay. I'm working on. And when I'm in escape rooms, I get to problem solve in a way that is not related to my life or anybody else's and it can't affect anyone in a negative uh-huh. way. And it's creative and it's fun and there's mm-hmm. hints. And honestly, it's the little brain drugs that like, I mean, the very first time I did an escape room, I had like my first little brain explosion when I saw my first puzzle and I was like, whoa, like <laughs> that was crazy. I yeah, 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 I was like, that's like real life drugs that you get without whoa. like the side effects, you know, yeah. and it was such a burst of joy and accomplishment and just like, you know, there's just something about like the way that my creativity works that when I get to like do this and it creates this outcome mm-hmm. and then that leads to another one and leads to another one and then they all have this big you know, ta-da at the end. And then you like escape. Like that's yeah. like, that's a lot of drugs that <laughs> you your brain thing. just, yeah, like, yeah. Layers on. Yeah. Cause would you say, yeah. Cause that's interesting. Cause like in life, right. A lot of these problems, sometimes they don't, some don't even have solutions. Some the solution might not be apparent. The yeah. solution might be five years away. It might be in a different place, you know, yeah. but with an escape room, you know that the tools you have mm-hmm. are there. And, and like, you know, there's a problem to be solved and you know that, that there's a solution at the end. The right? answers are there somewhere. Yes. Right? You just have to like think creatively and take the hints or, mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. And there's just something so rewarding to me about that that I just find very therapeutic. And it's a source of like brain drugs that I get that I haven't gotten from anything else. And I I group that in the same um the same kind of like source of joy that magic gives me and and other right. things like that. Because it's just like you get you're you're watching something something be solved or something happen but it's like not going to affect anyone in a negative way yeah. all it's doing is bringing joy you yeah. know and, and fun and yeah. yeah and like thoughtfulness you know yes and and, and collaboration i can imagine too because mm-hmm. do you prefer doing alone with people how do you normally go um, about i well my favorite way that i've done it so far is like a duo like with one other person mm-hmm. but i've done it in groups of four six or ten or whatever i find that for me the bigger the group gets the more i struggle with focusing um because there's a lot of different energies my cats are going to stand outside and yell at us this whole time (laughs) we're just gonna have to ignore them (laughs) they're literally putting their faces under the door um i find that with when there's larger groups of people in escape rooms that it, it gets very distracting um because there's too many energies going on there's too many people looking at different things somebody will uncover something that i didn't realize had been uncovered and stuff but when it's like a much smaller group like two or three people um it can be easier for me to focus on you know what's going on and and not feel so overwhelmed i'm I'm very i'm a highly sensitive person and so i'm very energetically like affected by other people um which can be an amazing thing but yeah. it can also be like difficult <laughs> it's a gift of sorts i'd say as yeah. well i can imagine that when you have more people it, it becomes more of a social hangout thing and so yeah you almost you know it almost becomes secondary like to the actual yes exactly so you must be super observant then if you've done so many right like, um like, i mean oh, i i i probably selectively observant <laughs> <laughs> selectively observant okay. i just okay. go with whatever you know but um yeah i mean i think that uh i have like an an eye for attention to detail mm-hmm. um and also like what i like about escape rooms is the out of the boxness you know what i mean like there's there's times where thing there will be 
you know, a, a puzzle or a hint and there's just something I read that some creative part of my brain like makes sense of it mm. that I don't think would have normally happened. Like one time Liv and I um, and Adam actually, um, we all went and did an escape room and we were actually in a group with this other family that had like four people and Liv and I were late. And so we were like, go ahead and start it. Like, we'll just jump in, which I was so sad because I was like, no, yeah. like, <laughs> I can't do that. But I didn't want to hold everybody back. And so we came in and they were stuck on a puzzle and it was the first one. And, um, they read it to me and my brain just instantly knew I was like, oh, you need to like make the statues face each other and make them make eye contact. And it worked. Whoa, okay. Yeah. And they yeah. were like looking at me like I was a freak. And I was like, I don't know. I just like the shit. Like, <laughs> just, like it's just, a gift. <laughs> yeah. It was just like there's kind of some kind of weird like conceptual Whoa. creativeness there that I like. I'm curious. Does this apply to like other aspects? Like whenever you watch like a mystery movie. Or like, you know, like like a whodunit type thing. Like, can you, are you pretty good at guessing what's going on? Um, or? I think so. I think I'm really good at speculating. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very like creative in my, which is hilarious because it causes me severe anxiety in my life <laughs> or is an aid to my anxiety. But I definitely am very creative in like my outcomes. Okay. Um, and so what I like about escape rooms is like nothing's too out of the box. Like, because I've always done some room where something that just sounded too crazy was like the answer. And oh. I like that about that environment. And I think that it it can be helpful in life. Like what I love about photography is like, I'm pretty much making shit up, but I'm trying to create an outcome. But like, mm. that means there's really no limit on how to create it because I can just get as like wild as I want with like how this is gonna, how we're gonna fit these pieces together to like make a complete right. puzzle. Um, so yeah, I think that it's definitely like, I I'm learning to work like with my brain and how it works versus like growing. Cause like, I'm terrible at math, mm -hmm. like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, so terrible. So terrible. I'm <laughs> punching a microphone. Um, I'm terrible at math. I have dyscalculia, which is like dyslexia or, or at least for me, it is where every time I look at numbers, like they're different and the bigger the number is, the more numbers switch. It's oh, so, okay. like taking down phone numbers is a bitch. <laughs> wow. I, okay. I none of those. Yeah. yeah. It and, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did didn't even know it was a thing until I was in my 20s but I knew it was something I was experiencing mm -hmm. but I didn't know that like other people experience yeah, that. Like label to it or, yeah, or that I there was like a phenomenon yeah. for that. Um, so it made it really difficult for me in school because I was like hyper advanced in English and reading and writing and I finished all my college English before I was like a junior in high school because I was like so into all of those advanced classes mm -hmm. but I was always super super behind on math and so I always thought that there was like something wrong with my brain because I couldn't solve math problems and they're so technical and there's one way to do it and there's always one answer. Yeah. And I realized as I've grown that like my brain works best when I can find different paths to find an answer. And sometimes there can be multiple answers, you know, yeah. and it, it I, the more I like learn to work with that, the more I find joy in things like escape rooms um, or things that are like whimsical because like anything is possible versus like, a more analytical mathematical world you know where my brain struggles because i'm like oh two plus two has equal four well what about <laughs> one plus three okay well that's sometimes an option but like depending on you know who is okay with it because like so many there's so many restrictions on like how yeah. you do things you know i get a lot of like i hope it's yang energy you know, like the yin yang mm -hmm. right like, like that right? yeah if you could put like the logical like mathematical side on like the yin or i hope and then like the emotional more like free form yeah you know on the yang that's, I'm that's very much like an emotional person. Mm -hmm. And so, and I like 
I'm very instinctual. So like I like things that allow me to kind of like play with that aspect of myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel like I'm always sharpening like my logical brain and like my analytical brain and stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I think that's why like this kind of stuff is so fascinating to me because like in magic, you have to like be creative with your with your path of kind of like reaching. An yeah, answer. actually, when we think about it, it's almost like a it's a fusion of both mm-hmm. because there's a logical technical thing that has to happen right like i have to logically get this card in your pocket right mm-hmm. right and, and but i i have to can't let you see it right yeah but along that i have to do that at the same time but also hopefully present it in a fun ideally the best way in a story mm-hmm. right um so yeah you're almost like combining both yeah with it. and then like the viewer like the audience member anything could be possible for them because oh, yeah. they're not getting the technical like that's for you only to have yeah. it's like that's the behind the curtain like moment right Ooh, so for them insight. it's like it, like how did this car get in my pocket it could be this 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 or this or it could be something i hadn't even thought of and like mm-hmm. to me like as like somebody who loves watching it so much like that's such a fun like experience, yeah. you know. Oh man, there's a. I think Teller is the one that said it. I I, I was actually gifted one of my best, one of my best friends gifted me, uh, you know, the Masterclass series, mm-hmm. like like that. Uh, gives me like a year's worth of like subscription to it. So I've been wow, going through everything. I've been like went through fashion, CEO stuff, right? So nice. Penn, Penn and Teller have a Masterclass. Oh, cool. And I believe in it. I think it's in this where he gives a line, where uh, it's the job of the magician. During the trick, and this is where it gets like levels of psychology into it, you have to almost subtly tick off boxes in people's minds of what it couldn't be. Like, oh, this it can't be a double. It can't be he has a string. It can't be there's a magnet, right? You have to like knock out all these different options to only leave magic. Mm. That's when like because that, that that way like you know if people see it they're like oh well he it can't be this because he did this mm-hmm. it can't be this. and so like it has to be magic you know yeah. that's, that's like the best result. That's for, beautiful. For a trick. Yeah. Have you read the book that um Penn recently wrote? It's called Random. Oh no, no. I haven't read it yet, but it's in my Audible like library mm. or whatever, and I think it's about like people living like the main character is somebody living their life by like a dice roll and that deciding like all of their decisions <laughs> and i was just curious if you read it because it just um, sounds fascinating to me funny enough no but i have heard of the concept so i do a dnd dungeons and dragons right yeah and, um i both do a player but i'm also like, like a, a dungeon master right a, oh, DM, a dm as they we've say got a little dungeon master yeah, over here yeah. that's exciting D&D, right and uh people will go and they'll live their lives by their a d20 like the 20 sided die yeah and so it'll be like if it's Greater than a ten, I'll do this. If it's less than a ten, I'll do this, and they'll roll it, and they'll just like go wow. with it. Wow, <laughs> have you ever tried that with anything, like letting a pair of die decide your fate? Ooh, uh, you know, I have not, but would I, you? I would actually. Really? Yeah. So I'm, as much as I'm like a stable, you know, responsible person, I have a very like, you know what? Let's like let's like break through something new, you know. So I'd be down to try. Maybe not like for a set amount of time, probably. Yeah. I could live my whole life like that. Yeah, that's pretty intense. It would be cool for like a weekend, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like list out 20 options. Okay, I'm going to go somewhere tonight. List out 20 options. Roll. Boom. Okay, we're going there. That's a fun idea. Maybe we should try that. That'd be like That'd a be challenge great. we do. We call it like the random that. challenge. I need to try that for dates. Be like, let's do a D20 date. Oh, that's that cute. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So do you do magic for your dates? Like when you go on dates, are you like, oh, let me break out like the suaveness? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, um, it just depends. It depends. Like yeah. I, I, when I was first doing it, right, I was like, "Oh yeah, magic gets girls, right?" Like, <laughs> like I, I, would, I would do it out of the insecurity that that oh, I don't have enough to offer to someone. Then besides performing, right, like being a, a magician, and 
I became very identified. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't separate the identity of like magician and like Rudy. Like, okay, like I'm a valuable as a person yes. outside of this magic. You know, um, like my hands. You know, if I couldn't use them to, do, you know, I still have value to the world. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, maybe like five years, like high school throughout that time, I was like, oh, this is what I have to do. Um, now it's like an optional thing. Like, if anything, I, you know. It almost it's just like on like online apps and stuff like they'll see oh he does magic that's interesting yeah. <laughs> that's weird you know it's, yeah um and uh but I have had somewhere like if they ask I'll show them. either way I always have a deck of cards with me yeah <laughs> yeah that's exciting yeah. do you have anything that you could do now or is this like a is that too on the spot uh no I mean I am an impromptu guy so yeah I actually did bring uh some cards let's with me. see what you got let's see what we oh can i'm do. so excited right let's now let's see what we can do okay okay perfect and i brought a sharpie yeah why not let's have some fun okay so let me get this here we'll get it so the viewers can also yeah see, right? let's see oh so my god we're having a magic, magic, show. magic show this is so exciting first magic show <laughs> only on divine experience podcast i'm so curious why why did you uh, or where does the name for the divine experience come from? Like what? Um, so it really just comes from like being the whole idea that we're here for this like life experience. I'm always talking about like improving the quality of our life experiences and things like that. And I believe that everybody has a divine energy within them. And um, I just feel like the more we can embrace like the divinity in each of ourselves and like mm. the way that we love ourselves the more like we can have an incredible life experience and divine experience and i just really believe in like talking about things and realizing that you're not alone in things and being able to like grow more empowered yeah. because you're realizing that you have this like divine energy so i was raised in like you know i mentioned a really hyper religious household and and I don't have anything against religion, but I, I think that the way I was raised was very poorly done um, with that kind of stuff. And I kind of actually named my my I have, you know, several sects of photography like genres that I shoot. Yeah. Um, and one of them is like fine art and boudoir. And I named my um, boudoir like category of my business McCamera um, Divine because I believe that being divine is like being like God, you know what I mean? And we all have to realize that we all have that power within ourselves. And once you realize that you have this, like this great divinity, I use God very carefully because, you know, a lot of people can be offended by it or it can have different meanings to people. But once you realize you have like that divine energy that you're taught to like seek out within yourself, you can create this like ultimate life experience and really embrace, you know, who you are and, and what you get to experience here and stuff. So um, my cat is really <laughs> mad that he's not in here with us. He's like, there's a magic Go show. Go see the magic show. Go see the magic yeah. show. Wow. Man, yeah. that is, no, that's fascinating. Yeah, because uh, especially today where there's so much, so many uh, either beauty standards, lifestyle standards, mm -hmm. uh, that is put up as, oh, this is like the true, let's call it God energy. Or yeah. God, God, goddess level. Mm -hmm. And they're... You know, obviously there's, you know, sure, achieve things, so go do stuff like that, right? But, like, there is a divinity. Uh, it's it's interesting if it's, like, religious, super religious, or, or, or something. There's, there's, like, a sacredness mm -hmm. to each person, right, mm -hmm. that can oftentimes be overlooked, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and sadly, other people can see it in others, but we rarely see it in ourselves, you know? Exactly. You know? 
that's why um you know i started shooting boudoir and doing fine mm. art is because i always struggled with seeing the greatness within myself and embracing it because i was literally raised to like hate myself and my body oh, yeah. Yeah. and just like really always be seeking this um like this ap approval and and never feeling worthy without this invisible entity that was a, a masculine energy right um that i i was supposed to always be like wanting to be like and wanting to to get approval from and then when i realized as i've gotten older like that needs to come from within myself regardless of if i have a god or not you know i don't personally like believe in like the the christian aspect of what i was raised in just because i was raised in like a very specific yeah. and controlling way that i actually learned later on was not the way that a lot of other people were raised in the church and i'm like wow. oh wow yeah. it must have been nice to think god actually loves you <laughs> <laughs> like what a concept yeah. you know no, yeah, yeah. um but yeah i just like i started realizing through my clients my work with my boudoir clients and fine art clients that like so many of them come to me because they don't see the beauty in themselves. They don't see the mm -hmm. power that they have. And I'm really hell bent on like showing everybody that like you have this incredible power within you and you can improve your whole experience here on earth and like in this life by like recognizing that and honoring that and embracing that. And um, the whole reason I had started all of this was because like I, I have all of these conversations like with my close friends and clients and myself about it all and i've realized that like there's more people out there that need to be empowered and need to be touched you know and stuff yeah. by by that kind of energy um but what's cool is that like one of the reasons i had like you on and i have like other people that have, of all different walks of life coming on is because like we're all so different but we all deal with like these same core issues yeah. of like imposter syndrome or self-doubt or like you know, anxieties of different kinds or, and like our journeys are all so similar, even though they're so vastly different. And the more we can communicate about what we're experiencing with that, the more like people can recognize like how powerful they are and how much of their life is in their hands. There's a quote I keep coming back to that reifies what you said, right? Where it's uh, if you want to change your life, just change your perspective. Yeah. Right? And so if you, you know, how many times uh, do people go through life? Um, yeah, I've, I've even felt this to some degree, right? Where you... Yeah, either the feeling of like, I, for me, it's always been connected to like value or what I can give to the world. Right? Yeah. And so it's it's very interesting where it's like, um, once you accept that there is an inherent value or worth within you, mm -hmm. a lot of people never get that. Never, never, a lot of people never complete that. Or they had it and it was either stripped away from them yeah. when they were young, something traumatic happened. You know, there's it's all sorts of different reasons why that never developed or, never, or was never allowed to, to grow. And, yeah, whereas magic could bring it out in an emotional level, like, you know, kind of like you, you get a, a blink of it, right? You don't, it doesn't last a long time, but yeah. you can see it's still there. I can imagine as well, especially with the Bedore photography, um, people, you know, you're seeing people like very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it's like the only way, okay, okay, I got it, okay. The only way to get to almost self-acceptance is you have to like take that leap of faith of vulnerability yes. in front of the camera. Yep. Right? I can imagine you, you know, people that that, Initially, they're like they're like second guessing, like hesitating. Oh yeah, they take a leap of faith, and then, wow, like this was here all along. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and it was within me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just needed somebody to to pull it out of me, and mm -hmm. it's really incredible watching when my clients come in and they're very uncertain and nervous at first. And we've been working together at that point. My clients book pretty far in advance, and so we've gotten to know each other, and mm -hmm. I've kind of done homework with them on helping them like 
start to embrace loving themselves and being confident. But when they come in and they're so uncertain and then this journey that we go through where, you know, they're getting um, glammed up in a way that makes them feel amazing. And I'm there telling them all of the things that are so beautiful and amazing about themselves that they should own and honor. And then we have this awesome experience and then they get to see their photos and then they're like, holy shit, I'm a bad bitch. Like (laughs) I look amazing and I'm so hot and I'm so powerful and I felt so good. And when they leave, it's like a whole different level of self-love and acceptance and just like just radiating this, this new energy that I think that they get to carry forward, you know, after that. And I think it's really important for us to encourage each other, you know, to, to do that. Yeah. The collaboration is important because a lot of times not everyone can do it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously at the end of the day, that person has to take that step on their own, but yeah. it's so important to have some support system or, or even be open to like having help with it. You know, yeah. um, many people don't, don't, many people don't even realize that like acid is even there. That's even a thing. Yeah. They're even aware of it. You know, yeah. how often do we not necessarily lie to ourselves, like subconsciously, like, you know, bury that in our past and never means like, well, why is that happening? It was because of this event or, you know, yeah. and, and by having someone else, Someone's place so supportive as you like to 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 like you Thank know you. kind of guide them you know yeah. that's uh, that's amazing yeah that and that is a uh, one of the most profound effects someone could have in someone else's life. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely my mission just for everyone to realize how fucking awesome they are mm-hmm. and to embrace that and then you know make all of their life moves and and like moments based off of going wait I can handle this like I'm awesome because yeah. I myself struggle with like self-love so much and always have and that's why it's so important to me to create a community where like these are conversations that we're having and it's not just happening with only certain types of people like all different kinds of people deal with like this like reflection of going am I good enough or am I enough of this or that and then having someone to encourage them and talk about these things and go oh wait like I had the power all along and like I'm actually amazing wow yeah. Steve. Bombs. <laughs> knowledge bombs. <laughs> knowledge bombs. No, let's see this yeah. trick. Yeah. Um, so let's have some fun here. Let me yeah. get uh, situated here. Okay. Uh, well, hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Yeah. <laughs> to the thanks show. for showing me some yeah. VIP magic. I'm going to try and make this happen. That was very So impressive. that, like, everyone can see it here as well. Yeah. I uh, hope. Okay. So we'll, we'll get the camera and stuff involved here. Um, so first, um, can you just grab any card you want? Okay. We can see it, and we can actually write and sign it, make your own little autograph on it. If okay, you will. this one. Four hearts. Okay, now the yes. question is, did you choose that card, or, the, or did this card choose you? That's a great question. I don't know the. I'm just asking. I don't know the answer either. I was like, please don't <laughs> make me like, answer please it. Tell me, please tell Good me question. I don't. I just let's ponder forever. <laughs> let's ponder. Let's ponder forever. <laughs> I ask people if you think that was a moment like people on the street, like when they're drunk, they're like, whoa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just got philosophical so on me, no man. Way. Yeah. Don't choose the car that you. Yeah. <laughs> or write whatever you want. Have some fun on it. You know, you get to keep it. It's a little souvenir. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, and you got the four of hearts, right? Just so yes. our lovely viewers at home. Yes. Or on the road, or wherever, wherever they may be. I'm going to write one more thing. I'm going to write my... Wait, can I tell you what I'm writing? Or yeah, no? yeah, we can all see it. It's I'm going to write my name and then write the divine experience. Ah, okay. Okay. It is written. Okay, awesome. Thank you. I'll give that back okay. to you. Get the little Sharpie from there. There Thank you, you go. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, let me just hold it so they can kind of see there. Okay, we got the four of clubs. Sorry, four of hearts. Four of hearts. Okay. Um, okay, so... Help me out, actually. We'll, I'll try and do this. Okay, yeah, they can see that. Okay. 
can you actually push down on the card so I cannot get to it? Press down tight, press down tight. With my whole hand? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's have some fun. And we'll do this. I'll try and angle it this way. Uh -huh. um, we'll use the next card. We'll use the four of clubs. Okay. Let's try this out. Watch one, two. What? No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Check it out. Check it out. Oh my god, they totally switched. Okay. That was amazing. Interesting. Okay, not bad for part one. Yeah, part one. that was okay. amazing. Thank you. Let's uh, let's keep it going. Okay, so this time, so that happened, you know, with my help here. But look, yeah. this time, all you here, four of hearts, we'll do it that way. Can you actually push the card back inside, please? Yes. Pushed. What? the fuck <laughs> whoa <laughs> wow oh my god you totally just like had that appear in your mouth like that's wild <laughs> i almost said that's what she said wow uh one more thing we'll take the four right and watch um check this out just like this Wow! Okay. It totally and what? Thanks. What? <laughs> That's crazy! Oh my god! You just totally mind fucked me. Thank you. Always Amazing. A yeah. Um... No. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Not only on the divine experience. Yes. Thank you <laughs> for the serious. divine experiences little, first little ever souvenir. VIP magic yeah. show. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> amazing wow okay yeah. so what's your current day favorite trick i asked you what your old favorite was is it the same oh yeah 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 um i guess i, I guess i could do it it well it won't it won't be good for camera I can, yeah, I, i'll just no explain, I'll, explain. Yeah, totally. I'll do it for you later right but basically what happens is um i i try and always use like new stuff uh like obviously cards and stuff are good to use but mm -hmm. I try to like, you know, incorporate some stuff. So I've, I've done sleight of hand magic for like a good while, but then I'm also done some uh, with mentalism. I just mm. like psychology, like predicting stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a trick I do where someone gives me a number, like someone thinks of like a random city, you know, Tokyo, London, whatever it may be. And um, sometimes I'll have, I'll like write it on the card, but the most unique way is that they'll name a city, it'll be like Tokyo or something, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll have a UV light and like I shine it. And I go like this, and it's like written wow. on, on my arm. And so that's cool. Um, I don't have any videos of this one online. Just, it take, it's like all my social media stuff. It has to be tricks of like thirty seconds yeah, or less, basically. Yeah. So this is a, like a more drawn out trick. Uh, but I love that one because with a card trick, you know, it can be you know, you can always say, oh, it's like a little you know, like the card can be like, let's see, there you go. Like you can see, yeah, um, wow, right, right, it looks pretty cool. That's amazing. But of course, the card's just going behind my hand. Yeah. So it's like a technique, right? You can see functionally how that works. Yeah. But whenever it's things like, oh, I can guess the number you're thinking of or the city you're thinking of, then it's like, well, how? And then like, how is it written here? How before? are you in my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's even more mind blowing. I think I think I think the most beautiful magic is sleight of hand magic. Yeah. But I think the most like hard hitting, like mind fuckery, like that they'll be up for days, if not years thinking about yeah. is like mentalism, mind stuff. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to come watch. Yeah, you got, uh, you got, I was going to come. Um, I had a couple friends who actually 
like they came and saw the, sh the show mm -hmm. and then they'll actually like stay with me like they'll stay on my side just yeah. like watch people come by yeah uh, just see how people react because that, that's like half the fun honestly yeah, too yeah totally know? it's like vibing with people and like well no way like <laughs> so what future goals do you have you said you would love to go on tour one day yeah so um and kind of comparing it to, because also because the podcast that we do as well, we were very fortunate that we found the, the formula very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like early on, we found, okay, this is like the formula for the, the structure of the show. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still kind of figuring out the formula of like the magic videos I want to put together. Mm -hmm. um, and how, like what's like the best way to, to show what I'm trying to get. Yeah. You know? um, so there's like some tinkering, tinkering there. It's just a matter of time, I believe, once I figure out that formula. Um, but the goal would be, to build an online community, you know, show magic, share magic, yeah. um, maybe do a course of magic would be fun. Mm -hmm. Do like a little like walkthrough of it. Uh, but I would love to eventually actually go on tour, like like go around, perform, sell tickets, kind of like yeah. a comedian, you know, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been thinking as well, it's just like figuring out like the time schedule. Right now it's been so crazy because all our focus has been on the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going into into spring of next year, uh, I'm going go to go to Europe and I'm going to actually street perform like all over the place. Oh my gosh, how fun. And I want to I'm going to film it and make like a like a special out of it. Yeah. Like like oh my like God. a like a special, you know. Wow. Um because my brother went to Portugal mm -hmm. about a couple months ago and so that he saw some street performance but no magicians. And so I think that the style of what I'm doing street performance wise like the lights, like the setup mm -hmm. is is something different and so that's I feel like that's what I have to give to the magic world, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of like what I want to, at least magic-wise, that's where I see it going. Oh, I'm excited. Um, funny enough, I've stayed pretty far away from, like, the magic community, mm -hmm. um, but not really, like, intentionally. It's, like, it's just because, like, I grew up in, like, Sherman, which is, like, not, like, a very big town. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I got to UNT, uh, Denton, like, not even another magician. And mm -hmm. so that was, like, crazy. And then now at Austin, like, there's more there. So I'm, I'm just now, like, breaking into, like, you know, meeting more people and trying to yeah, connect with everything there. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that um that posting online is helping you like reach other people who who are in the community or, or do what you like to do or not? Yeah. Yet? I mean so far I haven't had any other like big time magicians reach out. Um I have met another couple magicians like just that have been performing throughout, you know, Austin. They'll come by and perform. Yeah. Um and it helps now that now that I know some magicians that they'll connect me to other other people yeah um but right now it, it's still it's because it's so like i've had so many videos that go like you know like it, they get like little like made like a uh, hundred thousand views right and some get like 10 so it's like it's like so like a shotgun approach yeah at the moment. yeah i'm still trying to figure out what makes the best video you know yeah because that's a whole nother thing it's one thing what makes the best trick mm -hmm. what makes the best video is a whole nother another story yeah. so speaking of video you do you have your own podcast yeah, yeah. So I do three things mainly. I run Two by Two Media, which is a video production company. Mm -hmm. I am the producer for the Give and Go podcast, which mm -hmm. is a soccer uh, podcast or football if you're overseas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I do magic. So those are my three my three things. Yeah. So you guys are d covering the World Cup right now, right? And yeah. you said you've been getting up like crazy early for <laughs> oh, that's that. Wild. Yeah. Thankfully, the day the the early morning games have stopped, but the first week it was four games a day, which we had to watch all of them. And because the World Cup is held in Qatar, the game started at 3 a.m. over here. So it was like a 3 a.m., a 7 a.m., a 10 a.m., oh and a gosh. 1 p.m. Wow. So, you know, obviously it helps, you know, making our own hours, but it was still like a pretty gruesome schedule because yeah. we woke up super early. It's like, like 2 or 3 or something. Watch the game. 
and you have to be like, you know, because we're also excited to watch it, you know, so we're like yeah, hyped up, yeah. we're like yelling, it's like 3 a.m., <laughs> our neighbors are like, what is going on? That's what I was about to say, are your neighbors like, what is happening? <laughs> it's a rager every day at 2 a.m., right? Um, they're like, those magic dudes are crazy. Dudes, right? What is going on over there, right? Uh, it's a content house, it's a content house. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we <laughs> we would do that, watch all the games, and then right after the last game, and which was like at like 3 o'clock, uh, we would stream, we would go live. And so it's myself, my brother Eddie, and uh, Soltero, as we call him. So it's all the three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm behind the scenes. Uh, my brother and our, our friend, he's the one that, that are actually talking. They are, they're like world-class a- analyzers, commentators of uh, football. They've been going back and forth, like sending WhatsApp messages and like audio messages for years. Yeah. And so I'm just so proud of, uh, especially my, my younger brother, like just taking charge and like leading and putting all this together. Um, but obviously, you know, it... it, it all three of us work on it, and so, you know, I, I do all the, all the camera work. I'll do all the like the switching, uh, manage the chats. You know, like it, it's it's a whole thing like behind the scenes to yeah. make it happen, especially live. Yeah. Um, we hit, I believe, like each day. I think the first day we hit like three hundred, then four hundred, and it went um, escalated until we had a thousand people oh, watching. Wow. So it was like wild. We're like, whoa. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a lot of people. It's a lot, and it is crazy. Like it's it's wild. Um, and before I'm. I'm not really like a sports fan, mm-hmm. you know, but because I've become so involved with the podcast, I've, I don't know if I've developed it or if I found it with myself, like a love for, for football and for soccer mm-hmm. now that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know? That's really cool. It's like you've uncovered like a new passion through some other passions. Like you, yeah. you love to create and like video and things like that. And so then you've like, it's led you like yes. down a path of like oh, man. new journeys. So what is your podcast called? So it's called knows. the give and go okay. the give and then the end the give and go. We're on Spotify, um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Perfect. Like, yeah. So. Well, I'll link all of your stuff yeah, in the description everything. too, so it'll be easy to find. So yeah. that's exciting. It's wild. it's wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast. Yeah, this always. Yo, this is so great to talk to you. I'm so so glad to spend this time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so fun. Like I feel like we've covered so much, and there's been so many things I've been dying to ask you that I've been saving for yes, like this yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining us for the Divine Experience podcast today, and our awesome guest Rudy. And I'm super excited um, to share his links down below so that you guys can find his stop. And if you're in Austin, definitely check him out yes, on Rainy yes, yes. Street for sure. I cannot wait to get back down there and see. And thank you for coming all the way here. Like you yeah, literally so. just drove from Austin and like yeah, came yeah. straight here. And there was a storm this morning. So like, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for through. doing that for us. Yeah. So no, I'm so glad to be it. here. Thank you again for the invitation. This is awesome. Keep yeah. doing this. People need to see this podcast. Thank Let's you. get it going. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. <laughs> 